Good morning and welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about bouncing back and finding comfort and focusing on Jesus Christ. I am Elder Jesse Braun and with me today I have Elder Wilson. Welcome. Welcome, Brock. We're glad to have you with us today on the Lighthouse Podcast. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good. We're, we're way excited to have you. Um, I guess just to introduce to everybody a little bit about my friend Brock. Brock and I have been, well, we've known each other since preschool, maybe even a little bit before that. So we've known each other for quite a while. So don't ask him any, any stories about me. Because <laughs> he knows too much. I can no. tell you all the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but no, Brock's a really great guy. He's been one of my best friends for a long time. We've done a lot of crazy things together, and wow, it's it's been a wild ride, but it's been a good one. So we've been in the same ward until partway through my mission. My family decided to desert. <laughs> and they decided to move, so now we're not in the same ward, but that's all right. Brock's still a good friend. So still not happy about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What yeah. what makes you you? What are some of your hobbies? Tell us about your family. A little bit about that. Okay, well, I am the second oldest of seven siblings, one of which is um, mom passed away in a fire, and we are his, my parents are now his legal guardians. Um, he is considered another little brother to me. Um, I'm 19. I love playing soccer. It has been one of my biggest passions ever since I could walk. Um, in high school, I kicked the football for our high school football team. Um, um, no, I love doing stuff with my family. My family is the most important thing to the world to me. Um, nothing better than spending time with your siblings or with your mom and dad, whether it be in all honesty, whether it be working out back in the yard or whether it be going and playing and doing something fun. Yeah. Or snowmobiling. Uh, oh, snowmobiling is a ball. That is one of our favorites. <laughs> Oh yeah, the winters love snowmobiling. I've been with them once. It was, it was a blast. Kind of, kind of ironic. Our last name is Winter, and we love the winter. <laughs> That's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Well, today we kind yeah. of invited you on the Lighthouse podcast um, because I know a couple years ago um, your older brother passed away um, in an accident. Um, so maybe you could tell us just a little bit. A little bit like the background about that, a little bit about what you remember from that. Okay, so my older brother is two years older than I am. Um, he was he was eighteen, a senior in high school. He had turned eighteen on November twenty or November first, and he was in his accident on November twenty seventh. He was out with his out at work with his girlfriend. And they were up in the mountains, and his truck slipped off a cliff, and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And after a 300-foot drop, he was ejected 
through the sunroof and was killed instantly. And his girlfriend actually survived the car accident and we're still super good friends with her. That was a miracle because she, the, the, with as total as the truck was, it was, we were very fortunate that we didn't lose both of them. Um, so Ethan was a huge, huge role model in my life. Being my older brother, we had grown up together. We had always played on the same soccer team. That year was the first year that I kicked for the football team. And he was the varsity kicker and I was the JB and he was just great. He had always been a role model to me. He was the kind of kid that he was the kind of kid that was friends with everybody, no matter what. And he would never, never demean anyone or not be someone's friend because their beliefs were different than his. He had a lot of friends that weren't members of the church and they didn't always do the greatest things, but he was still their friend. And that was one of the greatest things that I remember about him. I remember after he passed, that was one thing specifically that I remember trying to live up to was just being friends with everybody and not judging people for their mistakes, I guess. That's awesome. Um, He was, yeah. I mean, I can just quickly, I can attest to that. Like, really, I remember, you know, going to Young Men's with him and him just always, like, reaching out and including me. I'm not the most athletic, but I just remember, like, occasions where he would like make sure to include me or pass the ball to me so i really attest to that he was he was a wonderful person so yeah sorry not to interrupt you keep he going. was <laughs> oh you no, you're you're fine hey that's okay to have an interruption he was he, one of my basically one of my heroes and so losing him it was really really hard for me i remember the night that the he passed away. Our state president actually was the police officer that came to our house and told us. Ironically, um, the day before, Saturday, we just went up on the mountain to get our Christmas tree. Ethan picked out the Christmas tree, and then we brought it home. And we had it set up in the stand, and we were waiting for Ethan to get home from work so that we could all decorate the Christmas tree that year on November 27th. Um, and then we got a call from Carly's dad, his girlfriend. So my dad left with her dad. And then shortly, five minutes later, a police officer shows up on our front door. And he told told us that our older brother would never be coming home. And that was really, really hard. And I remember being really angry. And I remember the first thing I did was I went out back and I was in my shop all alone. And I just started kind of yelling at God. And I was super frustrated. I'm like, why'd you take him? Like, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? And I remember just after being out there for a few minutes, I just knelt down and prayed. And I just had this overwhelming peace come over me. And I started to cry. But I knew that everything was going to be all right. I went back inside. I was able to comfort my siblings and help my mom. And then that night, went to bed. Woke up the next morning living a nightmare because my, I guess, realizing my older brother would never be coming home. And the only thing I can honestly say, the only reason that I was able to make it through the passing of my older brother was because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and my family. Because without Jesus Christ, without the hope and the love that he showed for me, I have no clue where I would be right now. I definitely wouldn't have served a mission. I definitely wouldn't have been a worthy priesthood holder or even a happy person 
in all honesty, without the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, That's awesome. I thinking back, it's go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just I was just thinking about that because honestly, your family really is some of the most positive people um, that I've seen, and it, even especially after the accident and all the wonderful things that your family's done to reach out to other families um, when they have a death in the family or something difficult that honestly your family has been so positive and such so strong through it I, I mean I don't I honestly don't think that it could have like been any other way but through the gospel so that's that's really cool I love that it, it's such a blessing to know of the plan of salvation and know that I'll be able to see my older brother again. Honestly, most days, even knowing that truth, knowing, yes, I'll be able to see him again, I, it still hurts, though, because it's like, why he can't be with me right now. But knowing that truth, it takes away some of that pain, and it just turns it into pure joy. The only way that we can feel pure joy is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what we're going through, what's happened in our lives, who we've lost. If we have the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can feel happy. Um, something that I just was thinking of that I learned this morning in one of my college classes was bouncing back. Kind of after something bad happens, how long does it take you to get back on your feet? And it took me, in all honesty, I was back in school after a week of my brother passing. I couldn't miss any more school. My parents made me go back. But um, it took a lot longer than that to, I guess, be okay with him not being here. And it's still not okay. I guess that's the wrong word to use. Um, it never gets, like, the pain never goes away. You just learn how to deal with it. And I think that is something that no matter what the situation, no matter what's happened to us, that we always remember like you can't completely forget something, but you can feel good about it again and be happy because of the truth that the gospel of Jesus Christ brings. One of the earlier I mentioned serving a mission, I was in the Philippines for nine months and before I had to come home because of this coronavirus. And one of the biggest reasons that I had the desire to serve a mission was because of my older brother, because of the example he was for me. I wanted other people to know that had lost loved ones, that they will be able to see their sibling or their son or their grandson or their daughter or whatever it was, that they would be able to see them again because of the plan of salvation. That is probably the biggest reason for me wanting to and then serving a mission it was because I wanted to share that knowledge and that love of God with others. But. Yeah, I love that. I just, I mean, I mean, I just thinking back even to to like what you said about like how we we never really forget. Like, um, it's it's really difficult that we don't forget. But I think in some ways it's a blessing uh, for a lot of things that we don't forget because, I mean, think about the person that you were before and think about um, of the things that you're capable now because of it. I mean, how has that changed? Do you think? Um, well, I mean, you've talked a little bit about it already, I think. It, it, it has made me a lot stronger of a person, I feel like. I don't like to 
I don't like want to boast or seem like I'm boasting, but the experiences that I have been through in my life have made me the man that I am today. And there is no way that I would be a return missionary or that I would even still be associated with the gospel without experiencing the things that I've experienced and without feeling the love of God. My older brother, when he passed away, he had such an influence on people that, I guess, let me take one, one step back. My mom has three brothers. One of these families of her brothers was they they were members they were just inactive for a super long time and after my older brother passed my mom's brother asked her how are you still happy like how are you even still functioning in your daily life we need to know we're we're struggling with this how are you still smiling every single day and that opened up the opportunity for us to be able to say that Jesus Christ is why, that this gospel is why, that the commandments is why we can still function and why we can still be happy. And because of us sharing that with them, this family has been reactivated, I guess. You could say because my brother passed away, but I don't like to put it that way. Um, I feel like there would have been other ways for this family to come into the gospel, but I also feel like it was faster and sooner because of the accident. Um, he has two children that have been baptized, two of them working on baptism, and his whole family has pretty much been reactivated into the church. On top of that, my grandpa, who is Catholic, he's Mexican, straight out of Mexico, is Catholic. He also joined the church. My grandma came back to church. The other side of the family, I had an uncle that was had been excommunicated years ago and kind of stopped just excommunicated, wasn't part of the church anymore. And then because of this accident, he had the desire to be able to be eternal with his family again because he knew that our family was eternal. And so he was able to go back to church, get rebaptized, and then he even is now a worthy temple, uh, worthy temple recommend holder, and he attends the temple. And so even though this accident was one of the hardest things in my life, there's so much good that has came from it. And honestly, I miss my older brother every single day. I think about him all the time, the memories, the good times, even the bad times that I had with him. I think about him and I'm like, oh, like, I miss just seeing him and being with him. But I also know that I'll see him again one day. And that truth is the thing that keeps me going all the time. It's kind of... You talk about angels in our lives and people that are around us to bear us up. And he was definitely an angel in my life before he passed away, but even more so now because he's with me all the time. I can feel his spirit and I can feel his love for me even now that he's on the other side, even now that he's passed. I can still feel him. But That's so awesome. I love that. I mean, I just, I just keep thinking about like um... – you know, there's a conference talk once that talked about a man that um, he accidentally backed over his son. Um, his son passed away. And I just, one of the lines that keeps sticking out to me from, from that talk is the man was on his knees and praying um, and saying, like, why can't you take this pain away? Because like you said, like, it's still hard. It's still difficult. And, like, the answer that came to him from God was, like, 
if I took the pain away, then I'd have to take all the good memories with your son away. Um, all the good things too, because you know, the pain comes, comes with that good. And he's like, no, I, you can't, uh, I'm okay. I'll take, I'll take the pain to be able to remember the good times too. Um, so I love that. And really like, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm a firm believer in what you just said. Kind of the deeper your, the deeper your sorrows, the harder your life, the more joy you can feel, the more love of God you can have in your life. And that's not to like demean our people who I guess don't have problems or like they're living a good life. Like they can still feel just that same amount of joy. But when we're, when something such as this happens in someone's life or someone goes through a trial, they lose a loved one or they commit a sin or whatever it is, it humbles us. And that humbling, no matter how deep, it makes us more susceptible to the love of God in our lives. And so then we can feel of him more. And then if we continue to stay humble and be like, I need God in my life, then we can feel of that love all the time. I can honestly say that I felt the pure love of Christ. And I always want to feel of that. I never not want to feel of his love. And the best way to fill of his love is to be a part of his church and to, I guess, know the truth that I do know, to share it with others. Yeah, I really like that. I've loved listening to you and hearing everything you have to say. Um, one thing that I really liked that you mentioned was the, the bouncing back. You've talked a lot about all the good things that have come out of this and what you've learned, and it all ties into that bouncing back which you mentioned earlier, it reminds me of a trampoline because, you know, on a trampoline, you're bouncing, right? And they're fun. You know, you can find joy out of trampolines. And what you just said about finding, uh, you know, having the gospel of Jesus Christ in your life, giving you that hope, kind of like, like a trampoline, you know, we can find joy from that. Even through all the hard times, it could be raining outside while we're on the trampoline, but it would still be a lot of fun. You know, just talking about, yeah. even through all the hard times, if we bounce back, and we have that faith in Jesus Christ, you know, it, we can find that joy again. And it won't always be down and hard, but we can get high, and we can jump high on that trampoline. We just got to bounce back. I like that I a lot. agree. The one thing that I guess has really helped me, probably the biggest thing, and I've probably already said this, but... In our daily lives, it doesn't matter what we're going through, how we feel, how depressed, how happy, whatever it is that we feel in our lives, the solution is Jesus Christ. Because we talk about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we have the Book of Mormon, and we've got the scriptures, and we've got all these tools. we got conference and conference talks, and we got songs, music, all types of things to help us feel the Spirit and ways that we can learn about Christ. And the thing is, is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Church of Jesus Christ. And all of these things that we use, all of the things that we have and that we study, they're simply resources. They're resources to bring us closer to Jesus Christ. And the closer to Jesus Christ that we come, the more of his love that we can fill, and the better off and the happier that we're going to be in our everyday lives. We, we need to use what he's given us 
so that we can come closer to him so that we can fill with his love more. I love that. I think of like President Nelson's quote where he says, the joy that we feel in our lives, like it's not dependent upon our circumstances, but upon our focus and exactly what you're saying. When our focus is on Jesus Christ, like that's when we find joy. And like for Latter-day Saints, for anybody, Jesus Christ is is the joy. So I love that. It also reminds me a lot of the um, the Lehi's dream with the iron rod. For those of you listening who don't know what Lehi's dream is, it's a a passage in the Book of Mormon that you know, the vision of a tree which represents Jesus Christ, and there's an iron rod which leads to the tree which represents the Word of God. And in the dream, there's a group of people that are holding onto the rod. I think there's like three different groups of people. One group, they hold onto the rod, but then they get lost on the way. And there's another group who hold onto the rod the whole way, and then they make it, but then they get to the tree, and then they leave the tree. And then the last group makes it to the tree, and they were holding on the whole time. And I really like what it says in the scripture. that talks about how they continually held fast. And they said, I like that word continually, because they never gave up, even through all the, like, the hard times, through the mists of darkness all the temptations they continually held fast and that's i think what it, a lot of it comes down to is you know doing those little things by trying to stay or true to jesus christ stay true to his gospel and his standards and his commandments doing our best that we can do and our testimony will continue to build up in him and we'll be able to make it through those harder times and it won't be as difficult we'll be able to again find that find joy through that more just thought of as you as you were sharing that the vision of the tree of life lehi's dream i thought about um one of my favorite i guess you could call it a parable or story that um there was this lady that she was in church and one day after church she goes up to her bishop and she told her bishop that she wasn't going to church anymore that she was done with it that there were too many people on their phones and not paying attention and not listening and they just weren't they weren't worthy people and she didn't want to be around that and she didn't want to go to church and this can apply to any church no matter what you what your beliefs what your religion what your you believe in this can apply to the center of that that this bishop told her to go and get a spoon and fill it up with water to the brim and then walk around the entire building and not spill a drop she walked around the whole building building and came back and said, I did it, Bishop. And he said, did you notice any people on their phones or talking or sleeping or anything else during our church services? And she said, no. And he said, it's because you were focused on that spoon. Now imagine that spoon is Jesus Christ. That water is Jesus Christ and you can't let it spill. If we're focused that intensely on him, then we can't go wrong. One thing that my dad said the other day is that we don't go to church for other people. We shouldn't go to church to please others or to put on the I'm a member of the church act. We should go to church for ourselves so that we can grow closer to Jesus Christ. And then the closer we grow to Jesus Christ, we can then help bring others to Jesus Christ. I love that. It reminded me of a, of a scripture that I wanted to share. We mentioned the scripture last episode. We didn't read it, but I want to read it really quick. So I think it's a really great scripture. And it, it applies with what we're talking about right now. The scripture is in Helaman chapter 5, verse 12. And it says, 
And now, my sons, remember, remember, that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundations, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yet his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon, if men build, they cannot fall. I really like that because, you know, in accordance with that story you just told, you know, as we're focusing on Jesus Christ or as we're building our foundation on Jesus Christ, all those other distractions won't have the power to beat us down. You know, we'll be focused on the thing that is important. Uh, the last episode we talked a lot about, I don't know if it was last episode, one of the episodes we talked about slowing down and not trying to run too fast. You know, focus on the things that are important, Jesus Christ. And as we do that, you know, he'll support us through everything else. Another one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It talks about trusting in the Lord, and then he'll guide your paths. So we're focused on him. The other things just don't matter as much. That's really good. Um, shifting gears a little bit, um, I guess another experience that you've had in your life most recently is well, I guess all three of us have experienced this um, because of the coronavirus pandemic. We all were sent home from our original missions um, and then had the choice to go back out or to wait a year. Um, and that was definitely a difficult decision. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about that, about your decision? And then, like, you know, have you found peace in Christ through your decision, I guess? It's kind of related to all we talk about. So since coming home, I was out for nine months. I left in July of 2019. I was um, served in the Philippines with the greatest people on earth. I loved them. Um, I was there for nine months before I had to come home because of this coronavirus. And within a week of being home, um, I was released as a missionary and um, I was told that I have to make a decision to either go back out immediately and be a re reassigned somewhere in the States or that I could wait 12 to 18 months and then possibly go back to the Philippines or be reassigned somewhere else, depending on what was opened because of the virus, what travel there was. Um, as I prayed about it, um, that was, that was, I included Christ. He was the biggest reason in my choice as I prayed about it, I came to the realization that I couldn't, I didn't want to put off a few months or anything on my mission. I wanted to finish all my months, all 24. And for me, that was a big deal. And my college is actually allowed it so that I can use my scholarship and defer again and be able to do that. And that was a huge sign for me that I needed to stay home. Um, there have been multiple other experiences that I've had after being home for these last six to seven months. People that have came into my life and that I've been able to help or that have helped me. Um, I struggled a lot when I got home with continuing to read and pray every day. It, I slept for a while and I just didn't do it as much. Um, about three weeks ago, I had an experience four, four weeks ago, probably a month ago now. I had an experience that I had, it had been a couple days since I'd read and prayed and I went to an institute class and the teacher asked, why do you choose to stay? 
why do you choose to wait? Why do you choose to continue to live the gospel of Jesus Christ? You're a young adult. You can go off to college. You can go and live and do whatever you want. Why do you still come to church? Why do you still go to institute? And the only reason that I could think of was because of Christ's love. The love that not only he felt for me, but the love that I wanted to share with others. Over the next week, two weeks after that discussion, I had the most undeniable feelings that it wasn't an if I go back on my mission or an if I don't get married or if this happens, but it's when. When I go back on my mission, when I get to finish those 15 months, when I come home again, like I will go back. It's a when. And that has been one of the biggest experiences for me that has kept me, I guess, faithful. And I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes I probably shouldn't have made being a missionary, being home. But being able to feel God's love and wanting to share that love with others is why I choose to stay and why I say when I go back on my mission and when I continue to share that with others. I love that. Thank you. Because I know, I know it. you've shared with me before. It's, you know, where all of, all of us, your friends, have kind of left back on missions. And, you know, that was the decision that we prayed about and we felt was right for us. And you felt that um, to, to be able to stay and wait a year. And it definitely, both decisions were, each decision was right for that person. And, you like, it's still, though, I'm sure, difficult. Because, um, like you said, you know, we'll be finished finishing up with our missions by the time um, that you're going back out. Um, and like, I love that, how you just have like the things that you've noticed and expressed that have helped you stay strong. Cause it, it can't be, it can't be easy, um, you know, waiting for that. And also, you know, there's challenges that come from like that we've seen with coming back out um, and being reassigned in a different mission. Um, but it's so awesome. Like, it, like we've talked about this whole time. It's just really, is really your focus. It's the focus of your life and what you're choosing. It doesn't matter where you're at. And that's, that's the same thing that applies with, did you choose to stay and wait a year or did you go back out and get reassigned? It's that, that, that's not, it doesn't matter. Um, it really just matters on that focus. And I love that. Why, why do you choose to stay? Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a question we all need to ask, ask ourselves. Yeah. I just like that, you know, choose to stay and then, also, with what we've been talking about, you know, choose to be happy and you know, choose to bounce back. It all, it all comes down to a choice that we've been given. You know, God gave us agency. And it's really one big choice. One of my favorite general conference talk is uh, called Do We Trust Him? Heart is Good by Stanley G. Ellis. It's one that really helped me through some of my hard times. There's just one quote in there that's always stuck with me. It says, you choose your own reaction to heart. I really like that cause it, it really is a choice, and it's up to us whether or not we want to accept God's will to, to follow Him, to, to, to be happy, to if we want to bounce back, to choose to stay. So I, I like that a lot. Choosing. Yeah, I guess one of our one one of the final questions we have. We have a couple more questions for you, but one of the final questions, um, what would you share with somebody that right now is going through similar? like a similar experience with you, um, part A with losing your brother, losing a loved one, and part B, like, you know, with the 
like staying home from a mission, um, you know, being sent home early, like like many missionaries were because of this corona. What what would you what would you say to somebody that's struggling with either of those? And you can say do like a two part answer, you know, however you want to answer that. What would what would you tell them specifically? Well, um, part part A with losing a loved one. Probably the, the only thing you can there, there's nothing you can really say to change the fact that their loved one's gone. For me, it got so cliche. People would say, "I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. How are you doing? Are you okay?" And I'm like thinking in my head, "I just lost my brother. Of course, I'm not okay." Like, what do you think I'm gonna say? I'm doing fantastic, and that was <laughs> that was kind of how I felt. But I would say to those people that are struggling that maybe not only just lost a loved one, but are going through any other trial, stay close to Christ. He is the key to all happiness and all joy. Stay close to your family because they are the most important people in your lives. Friends will come and go, but family is forever. Family is the most important unit in the world. There's nothing more important than a family here in the, on this earth. It is the most crucial thing. I would say to them that it the pain never goes away. Like you never stop hurting, but you learn how to deal with the pain and you learn how to find joy even in hard times. Like we have been talking about, it's about the focus of our lives. If I focused every single day on the fact that my brother is gone and I'm not going to see him again for the next 70 years, I would be a pretty sad person. But every day I choose to focus on the fact that I'll be able to see my brother again and that God loves me. And that as long as I do what he says, I'll be able to be happy. Um, going on to part two, if you're struggling, came home from a mission, don't know whether to go back out or not, don't know whether you're supposed to go back out at all or whether you're already back out and you're struggling struggling in your current mission whether you're struggling with the quarantine i wasn't quarantined so i guess i don't know really what to tell you there i mean that's a <laughs> that's your battle that you need to figure out but <laughs> i would i would just say again as i said before stay close to christ he is the key to all happiness and if we stay close to Jesus Christ, there's nothing we can't do. There's no trial we can't overcome, no anything that can stop us as long as we stay close to Jesus Christ. If you don't know what to do and you're struggling, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Always have a prayer in your heart. Always be talking to God in some way. Um, when I first got home... I started working not only one or two, but three jobs because I liked to be busy. I didn't want to have to think about my problems. And when I was at work, it all just kind of went away. And then recently, um, there was a recently, so I had music on my phone and I could listen to my music every single day at work. And then my music disappeared off my phone and I haven't downloaded it again. And 
when I'm at work, instead of having that music blasting in my head, trying to avoid my problems, I just kind of think about Jesus Christ and I try and think about the things that he's done for me and what I can do to become a better person and just try and focus on the good in my life. Don't focus on the fact that I'm home earlier, that life is hard or that college sucks sometimes. We focus on the good things in our life. We focus on Jesus Christ and then it'll all get better. Not immediately. I can't promise if you go and say one prayer, you're going to get an answer. It's got to be something that you focus on, that you do as many days in a row as possible. And you keep on doing even after you receive your answer. Because after you receive an answer, Satan's going to pound on you and pound on you and pound on you and get you to doubt it. So you have to keep praying and keep receiving that reassurance, reassurance to be able to keep going in your life. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I love that. You know, everything will be okay. Just keep pressing forward. And I guess just for our final question for you tonight, I want you to like picture a lighthouse. You know, you got the lighthouse on your hill, and then you're out in the little little boat or little dinghy out in the waters, and you know, a lighthouse is there to to guide us home, to guide us to the land, make sure we get home safely. I just want to ask you how. How has Jesus Christ been, or how is he continuing to be your lighthouse in your life today? Um, he, I guess when, when I think of Jesus Christ, I think to him, kind of think of him as an older brother to me, as someone who loves me and an example for me. Um, I think about it in a worldly sense, but also with an eternal perspective, but like worldly wise, how I had an older brother that was that lighthouse, that guide that I want to be exactly like him. And then when you think of it as Jesus Christ, it just, it raises the level a little bit higher and it takes it from not only do I want to be good today, but I want to be good forever. Jesus Christ is, he's always brought me home through all the mistakes I've made, through all the trials I've ever been through. He's never given up on me. I can honestly say there were times when I felt utterly alone and helpless and homeless and didn't want to, didn't want to keep going in life. But because of Jesus Christ, because of his beacon, because of his love, I've been able to get through those hard times and I've been able to be happy and keep moving forward. It's because of his love that I always come back. And I think that's the reason why most people come back is because they feel his un, unfathomable love. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you. That, that light that's coming from the lighthouse, that's his love. You feel that warm, you see that hope, that's what draws you, and that's what brings you back to the harbor. So I love that. Thank you for sharing, and really thank you for meeting with us this night and being willing to do this. Um, I know you've definitely been such an example to me through my life, you know, growing up around you um, and seeing how you've been willing to sometimes stand alone when needed um, and giving me a lot of courage to do things um, because I've seen you conquer difficult things um, and just always 
I think you're such such a good example of having that always that focus on Jesus Christ um, and that positive attitude and also um, just that that willingness to like overcome anything that's that's holding you back. I just love that that you're always willing to maybe admit that you don't have that you've maybe you know not the best at something and you just get better at it. And I just love that that you're always you're always improving yourself. So I really thank thank you for that. Thank you for joining us, and yeah, thank you for being such an example to me through through my life. I really appreciate it. You're always you're always a good friend to everybody. Anybody that needs it, you're the one that comes up and asks how they're doing. So that is true. I know that. So we appreciate. Thank you, Jesse or Elder Braun. <laughs> <laughs> Every so, time. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone call me that. Man. Okay. A while now, but anyway, thanks for having us, and um, well, thanks for coming. All right, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope that you're able to learn a little bit more about bouncing back and overcoming life's trials. Come back on Wednesday, where we will discuss something else that's really awesome. If there are ever any topics that you'd like us to cover, or if you have an experience that you think could be beneficial to someone else, please reach out. And if you have questions about anything that was discussed, we are missionaries and would love to talk with you and answer anything you have. If not, we will talk to you again on Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until then, remember, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good.